LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders and welcome to The One Thing. The One Thing is a podcast designed to give you one solid gospel center ministry tip every week. Uh, we're re-listening to a number of workshops that were part of the Digital Ministry Forum. Uh, and today's session is all about the digital mission funnel and evangelism. Well, COVID brought lots of things. Uh, and one of the things that it kind of disrupted and introduced was, I think, a lot of churches really moving into the live streaming space. One of the areas that I was particularly keen to see and, and, and watch was how churches might engage in mission. And today's One Thing episode is all about what Dubbo Presbyterian Church did uh, through COVID, but also have continued to do in terms of engaging in the mission space. Uh, You're gonna hear from Wayne Connor, who's one of the ministry team, one of the elders at Dubbo Presbyterian Church, as he uh, talks about how they've used technology, uh, how they've used uh, live streaming and and other uh, aspects to engage in the missional space. Uh, It's a great case study and there's lots to learn And as I always say, I reckon it's so good hearing other people's stories to sort of go, okay, what could I do? What would we do differently? What's different in our context? So I can encourage you to pause the podcast. And if you haven't, grab someone else on your mission team at church. Grab them now uh, or be ready to send this podcast to them straight after so you can start thinking through what does digital mission look like in your church? Let's take a listen. So you might have heard of this kind of um, pathway of awareness or contact multiplication where people are just aware of church and then we want to connect people uh, with a person from church, with a Christian, they meet a Christian, and then we want some kind of gospel opportunity where they hear about Jesus and then uh, become a member and so forth. They're clear in the face-to-face world, um, but what do they actually mean online? So before we start, I just want to sort of make sure we're talking about the same thing. So when we talk about awareness of church, uh, things like a Google ad or someone interacts with something on YouTube or um, they see your church on Facebook or, they, or your church turns up in a search result, they just know that you're there. And when it says YouTube, I, I'm thinking if someone pops in on your live stream and watches it for five minutes, I'm not putting that way down at grow like they've joined your online church. I think that's way back at awareness. They are, they're aware that you exist, but you don't know who they are. Then the next step um, connect is where, well, this is how we're defining it. They make a connection with a real person and where you know who they are and it's not anonymous anymore. So it might be a Facebook messenger. It might be a chat in a, in a Facebook group. It might be a comment on the side of a live stream but you know who they are and they know who you are and you've started having a chat. That's a connection, connect. That's how we're defining it. Conversion, that's not, uh, it's a funny name at the top that we're we're called that for our conversion engine, but I'm meaning they are coming to hear about Jesus. So they're hearing the gospel. So for us, the main way we do that is our intro to Jesus course, but that's like your life course, your alpha course, whatever uh, platform you've got where people can hear the gospel. Uh, And then grow is when they become a church member so we're not defining growers there watching your online youtube one week this is a long way down the pathway that when they're um, joining your church and you're looking after their growth 
So that's just to get some terms right. Serve and send, we won't go into that because I'm looking at the mission side of it, of the funnel. Uh, we call it a funnel because when you're looking at awareness, there's a whole lot of people out there, but the more it moves to the right, the less people um, move on to the next step. In terms of our philosophy in Dubbo, where we're sort of landing, uh, you heard some of this in the session that we've just had. Um, if in-person is up the top there, so up on the top right above my head there, uh, in-person and online is down the bottom, with awareness, we're really pushing online. So we wanna spread the net as wide as we can online for people to know that we exist. The more Google apps, the more Facebook content, uh, the more good keywords on YouTube for people to stumble across us by accident. We see that's a great thing um, for people to become aware of us. But as we move to the next step, which is we want to connect with people, we would prefer that that is in person. So if we can get someone from a Google ad or a Facebook group to an actual physical event or physical conversation, that's our first preference. But there's some people who aren't ready for that. So that's why we do a lot of connect stuff online as well. Um, then once people have met someone from church, we would prefer them to do investigating the gospel and finding about Jesus face to face. Um, it's, it's richer, but if they can't, um, yeah, we do run our intro to Jesus course online. Although interestingly, people who are coming from online tend to opt for the face to face one than the, um, online one, which is interesting. Uh, and again, then when we get to grow, which is becoming a church member, we really want that to be part of our physical meeting. But again, there will be some people for various reasons who can't get to our meeting. Um, like we were hearing about before, like um, uh, physical illness and so forth. And so we do live stream for the people who need it. But what you can see in our philosophy, we have this kind of trajectory where the wider we spread the net towards awareness, we're going online, but the more people become uh, closer to um, our, our church family, we want that to be in person. So you might want to ask questions about that, but that's at Dubbo, the philosophy we've landed on after a couple of years of thinking through it. In terms of this pathway, um, I guess we started thinking about an online pathway a little bit in COVID when we just dumped church online like everyone had to. And I think we called it grow because we've got all these people, they're part of church, they're church members, we want them to grow. So we thought online church is grow. And probably our next step was thought, hey, we could do some Google ads and things to help people find um, our online church. Now, the problem with that is your online church watch numbers in the week might, you know, jump from 100 to 200 or whatever, but those 100 people, you don't know who they are, they're anonymous. So they're almost still back at the awareness stage because you haven't even connected with some of them yet. So um, it's interesting. We started to find we've got these people online. We don't know who they are. Um, uh, probably a next step in Dubbo was we thought we want to do some outreach online. So let's put our introduction to Jesus course online. Um, we had more success with that in COVID than we are now. Now that we're back face-to-face, -face, people seem to uh, prefer the face-to-face -face version of it. And again, we ran some Facebook ads to get people to our Intro to Jesus. I'll chat about that later. That kind of worked as well. But what I want to think about in this workshop is how you think more strategically about a pathway. So we, yes, we, people become aware of us through YouTube or Google or Facebook ads or whatever. What's the next best step that's a little bit more accessible than jumping online to an Intro to Jesus course? What would that look like? And um, 
You might've already tried some things there. I'm gonna share what we've come up with for Dubbo that's working really well. Then from there, we can um, invite people to our Intro to Jesus course or Life or whatever it is, and then to be a part of our church. So what we've stumbled across in that connect um, space, and there's, I mean, a lot of things you could do in that space, is something we started actually before COVID was our winter workshops, which is just a bunch of really small events that people can meet someone from church um, and engage. Or we also had our summer sessions, which there's an ad for a sourdough workshop over three days. And the why we came up with these was we had a big carols event. We were getting two or 300 people from the community, but we were seeing little fruit of those people coming to church or our Intro to Jesus course. So we wanted some little events to invite people from, from the carols. And so um, here's an example of a beeswax wrap night. So in the carols night, people in their bags got an invitation to 10 or 15 events. One of them is this little beeswax wrap night. We're in that over three nights because we would rather have three of 20 than one of 60 because the idea is to be small and connect. Now, um, when COVID happened, we had all these things planned for winter and COVID hit. And rather than drop it, we thought, let's move them online. It was a bit crazy, but we had a smoke your own meat workshop, which moved online and a couple, a couple of guys under the back veranda zooming how to smoke meat. We had a spit roast meat where there's a guy in his backyard uh, showing you how to set up a spit roast from Bunnings. We had homemade kombucha. We had to learn to crochet one. We actually, when someone suggested that, because we put it out to church, hey, who's got a hobby and they want to um, share it. Someone said crochet, we thought, oh no. Well, I guess we've asked for any ideas. So we put it out there. That was the most popular. We had 40 women and they met for five weeks in a row on a Monday night, just chatting together, learning to crochet, sourdough, teddy bear decorating, Thai curry, healthy sweet treats. I mean, if someone from church had a hobby, we said, let's share it. And the idea of these events is um, we didn't have a gospel talk at them, but we either interviewed someone who'd previously done our Intro to Jesus course and just asked what it was about, or we interviewed the host who was a Christian and asked how they became a Christian. So it's a very gentle introduction to what it is to be a Christian. And um, here's an example of one of the courses that I ran. It was the sourdough one, about 20 people there. Uh, in trying to think about what events work, the more contact, the better. So this went over three days. The first night, everyone got out their starter, which they picked up in a plastic bag. We all introduced ourselves, why we want to learn about sourdough, and then um, we mixed up our starter. So it was, it was really 50 minutes of conversation, 10 minutes of the starter. People seemed to love it. The second day, we actually mixed up the sourdough. We came back again together. That's where we did a bit of an interview about Intro to Jesus. And the third day, we actually baked our bread and that's everyone holding it up after it was baked. So after four sessions, you really felt like you knew those people. Um, about a third of those are from church and a third um, complete new guests from Facebook. Uh, in these um, summer sessions, we threw it out for anyone from church who had a hobby um, to run a session. And the way we had quality control is we sort of said yes to every crazy idea but we provided the infrastructure. So we provided the advertising. We provided the registration form. We provided the MC for each event and we chose someone to be interviewed. Um, we provided the instructions for the host, what it's aiming for. We provided the tech if necessary. And we provided the follow-up, which is making sure they're invited to the Intro to Jesus. So that was not a lot of work. Uh, if you've got 20 events, 
coming up with the advertising for 20, it's just you've got one and then you copy and paste. So it was sort of like a scalable platform, um, if you like. And we've been running these for four years now. Um, like we're now gearing up for our summer sessions 2023. Um, that's on our website, it's just starting to get built. So for each, we provide the website, we provide a page for each event, we provide a registration form for each event with payment, we provide Facebook ads for each event, etc. I'll leave that there. Uh, we love them. What's the outcomes? Is it working? Because you don't just want to run this stuff and, um, you know, get excited because it sounds good, but is it achieving what we want it to? The aim, remember, was to get people from our Christmas into smaller events and then to intro to Jesus. This year just gone, we had 255 new people, uh, so no previous contact at church, to our Christmas carols. Of those 255, 43 of them came to winter workshops. And of those 255 who 43 came to winter workshops, zero came to intro to Jesus. Very interesting. Um, but spreading the net a bit wider, of the 161 people who came to winter workshops, and some of them have come to our carols the year before or to other events, 10 people came to our intro Jesus out of the 23 who came to it. So, uh, and when we started looking backwards, it's not like they go from one Christmas event or one Facebook ad to one winter workshop to intro. They actually spiral around for a few years and, and they sort of eventually come down the funnel slowly. So those 161 people there who came to the winter workshops, where did they come from if they didn't come from carols? 90 of them came through Facebook ads and that was a completely cold new contact. So they're not church people. Um, and so that's 90 out of 161, that's more than half of our winter workshops attenders came through Facebook ads. And that formed the 10 out of 23 of the Intro to Jesus people. So 10 of those people came through Facebook and into our winter workshops. So it seems to be working there as a middle step. Um, I'll just do a little bit of what's happening in Facebook. Uh, we do what we call a very wide ad awareness is what you click in Facebook and it's just, are you looking to connect with other people? Good news, We've, we're inviting you to join us at DPC as we host a range of boutique events aimed at helping you connect with other people in Dubbo. So very wide. And in Facebook, we said, we wanna go for reach, that's that tick. And so we spent $63 this year and we got 24,000 uh, different views so Dubbo's 40,000 people. So over half the people now are aware that our church is running a winter workshop for $63. Then we went down for each event and more targeted. So, you know, we'd love you to join an evening of board game fun and we go for traffic, which means we want people to click on the button. And up the top there where it says the board games ad, we have only targeted that to people who like Ticket to Ride and Settlers of Catan or Dominion. So we're only, we don't want to waste our money on people who aren't interested in board games. So we're saying, put this in front of people who like board games. So that was $34, 21 clicks. Sourdough course, we're choosing people who like organic food and sourdough. Overall this year, we spent $303 on total Facebook advertising because we didn't advertise any event. We just picked four or five of the best ones. And once you start to get people coming to a few events, Facebook says, oh, there's something happening here. And somehow they just advertise all the other ones for free for you. So um, we're discovering that if you can get Facebook a bit excited, they do the work for you. So $303 gave us 90 people to our winter workshops, 10 who came to Intro to Jesus. So if you come back to the pathway, um, 
in Dubbo, our little pathway that we're building is Facebook and Google awareness. So Facebook ads and Google ads into our winter workshops, which are very small events. Some of them are only online. Some of them are face-to-face. -face. And in fact, we've moved most of them face-to-face, -face, but we're still making sure three or four are online. And then to our intro to Jesus, again, online or face-to-face, -face, and then um, to become a member. And just to, to, to close in, we're finding that the online ads to the in-person winter workshops and then to the in-person intro to Jesus are the most popular. So more people want to come from a Facebook ad to a real workshop than an online one. But the second most popular is the online ad to an online winter workshop and then to the intro to Jesus in person. And the least pickup has been from an online Facebook to an online winter workshop to an online intro to Jesus. So we're giving people the choice of when you come to intro to Jesus, would you like it to be online and in person? In our last round, we had seven people choose in person, only one chose online. Um, so that's, that's interesting. It actually seems to be that people want to, as they are getting more serious in the discussions, they, they want something a bit more personal. Anyway, that's, uh, that's what we've been trying in Dubbo, uh, some of the t tools behind the thinking of it. Um, I'd love any questions. So questions about pathways, questions about the funnel, questions about Facebook, questions about other Connect stuff. Well, one of the things that I love about the Dubbo team is they're always willing to try new things. Uh, can I encourage you to, if you haven't, share this uh, episode with someone on your mission team, start the conversation and, and start thinking through what does it look like to not only engage face-to-face -face in mission, but also engage in the online space. Um, uh, lots, to, lots to learn and lots to keep uh, thinking into in your context. And I'm hoping this podcast is really helpful in pushing you in your, uh, in your mission in church. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.